Hey everyone, today we're joined by Darrell, George and Alex from the RAFA Youth Council. They're going to talk us through all the different things that they're doing to help inspire and educate young referees in England. This is the Ref6 Podcast. Thanks for giving up this really lovely Sunday morning to be indoors um, shooting this podcast with me. Um, I have with me Darrell, George and Alex from the Rafa Youth Council. Um, Guys, before we delve straight into some of the questions, it would be great to introduce yourselves, uh, your name, your level, your county, and maybe just give someone uh, an idea of the best moment you've had in refereeing so far. Okay, I'll start. So, Darrell, David, uh, level four, um, Rafa Youth Council chair. Um, best moment in refereeing. Um, I don't think I can pinpoint a best moment. Okay. I don't. Um, but I think, to be honest, each year has sort of got better and better. So I think if that's a uh, that's a way of pinning down something. <laughs> Um, so I'm George, um, I'm the Vice Chair, looking after the core programmes, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. Um, so Level Wise, Level 4, um, a bit of a traveller, so originally from Essex, um, with Kent for uni, about living in Hampshire. Um, referee moment-wise, probably similar to Jarrell, nothing sort of major. Um, I'd say about probably one of the sort of a, a good memory from referee of mine has been uh, my, my first year going off to uh, Ibo Cup in Spain. And being given the uh, the under 15s final, um, which was Sevilla Valencia, so a nice Spanish derby. Um, yeah, so that's probably a, a good moment. Um, so I'm Alex Bradley. I'm the vice chair of RFA Youth Council, um, mainly looking after the tactical programmes, which include RDF. Um, level four from Sussex. Um, my probably proudest referee moment was be uh, referee officiating on the Sussex Senior Cup final last year between uh, Brighton and Crawley Town. Brilliant. Um, great. Thanks for uh, again for joining us. Um, what we want to talk about today is a lot about what you guys do um, in terms of your volunteer work on the Rafa Youth Council. Um, we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. Um, so before we get into what the Rafa Youth Council does, some people would never have heard of the RA or the Referees Association. So it will be great to just touch on what the RA does and uh, and what the benefits are and, and maybe then talk about why they set up the Rafa Youth Council. Good looking at me. Okay. Um, so the Referees Association, it's the best way to sort of think about it is to think of it as like um, a family format. So um, the Football Association, that's, that's your dad, that's your mum. So, really close to you, they look after you throughout. This is a very good little narrative here. Just see what I'm getting at. And we'll the, let you go with this, we'll see how it goes. And then the, the, the referees association is very much like your uncle or your aunt. They're not, they don't look after you directly. So if you, I don't know, break your neighbour's shed, for example, um, they are, you know, your uncle and aunt won't look after you, that'll be your mum and dad. So similarly, referee-wise, um, no, so... Um, directly let's say you've got um, an issue where there's an appeal for example 
Um, the FA will look after you in that sense, but the RA, as your, as your uncle, as your aunt, they'll support you through the process. Um, so that's a good sort of analogy there. <laughs> but so, so the Referee Association, it's more of a, like a support network. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be a lot more of a training sort of hub as well. Um, but then the, the FA took quite a lot of that on board. Um, but again, there's some local RAs that are really good with their training. Um, but as a whole, I'd say it's probably more of a more of a support network with development opportunities through events. Yeah, I'd say um, I'd say with the RA, um, it's one of the it's it's an organisation which um, continues to to grow and develop um, as of the last two three years. Um, unfortunately, when like George said, when training and development was taken away from the RA, um, it was um, it was then how did the RA reshape, uh, grow. Uh, and make sure that they can sustain their membership. Um, but I think now um, there are good practices um, up and down the country of local referees associations as well as the National Referees Association where they can pinpoint how they support their officials because how you support somebody in Sunderland is totally different to how you'd support somebody in London because um, cultures are different, referees are different, ages are different. Um, we've got lots of different levels, um, ability, um, the fact that some RAs might have experienced people, um, you know, some RAs might have football league chairman, uh, football league referees act as chairman. Um, other RAs may have a level four um, as a chairman, but it's about making sure that they can uh, build their aims um, around the referees that they've got in their local uh, referees association. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some great work being done um, overall. I mean, one one recent one to, um, to, to name drop um, for, for the RA really would be I mean Sunderland RA had uh, Chris Coleman come and talk at their their local RA meeting now it's a referee it's a referee meeting um, but they have a football league manager um, at uh, Sunderland RA um, talking about lots of different things as his experience in football now as a 14 year old referee or a 15 year old even as somebody who's 21 who's aspiring to be in the Premier League or the Football League to be able to have access to, to big name speakers like Chris Coleman, who's been the national manager of Wales, you know, had uh, international experience um, of experience of referees all over the world um, is a massive, massively important thing. Um, but then I would I would then go to someone like Colchester RA, who then changes it up and has Bobby Madley come down this year, spoke to their referees, the aspiring referees of somebody who they witness on the TV come out and referee at the highest level of our game. Um, And I think it's all about, with the RA, it's massively important to make sure that um, as an organisation, we all take each other's good practice uh, and spread that message um, and make sure that if we're we're going to, to grow, it's growing together rather than growing as separate entities. I think touching on RAs as a general, whether or not they have speakers or not, they're also such a good support mechanism for new and young referees. Because I always bring it back to when I first started refereeing, I didn't know what closed dates were, I didn't know how to do a match return. Whereas kind of monthly, bi-monthly meetings at local RA level, there are people there that have so much more experience, they they can put you in the right directions, they know how to help. So... um, also, it's not necessarily going along and listening to the the big big name guest speakers, but it's also helping you individually learn how to pick up new tricks at the level that you're relevant at. So not necessarily the Premier League, the Football League, but it's actually on the parks on Saturday Sundays, um, learning how best to um, 
progress if you're willing to progress etc so i think it's even that support mechanism is so crucial in those early days and ras all over the country would help and support young officials it's just trying to target those yeah getting them into the meetings that's the key thing so it sounds like a lot of the the ra is is there to help support referees at every level um, no matter what type of thing, whether it's training and development, whether it's tips and tricks mm. at different levels, but also um, being your being your uncle and supporting <laughs> you through some of the challenges in the, in, the, in that time. Or your auntie, of or your auntie, of course. And um, and each obviously local referees association is set up to try and build a community of referees in their area, right? So, and that's the mm-hmm. the aim. We're we're quite a lonely bunch when it when it comes out to the weekend. We don't we're either working on our own or with a team of three, and those local RAs can help us have a, a, a squad almost of players that you, or referees and officials that you can have a chat to and and learn from, etc. Yeah, the one the one thing I think um, also is something that that we need to think about as a as a rugby youth council, but also as um, referees um, and referee the referees association and the football association is we're we're in a massively um, beneficial time with technology and people underestimate how strong technology can be um, and nowadays um, I know I mean we've looked at the the clips that we've put on um, you know that have gone via the referees association even yourselves at, um, as ref six where you put a clip up and you get massive engagement now that's a massively important put part of the tool because if you're able to um, talk about refereeing whether it's talking about a clip or talking about uh, an incident that's happened or talking about something and and spreading good practice that's what it's all about and i think nowadays um, we see more and more organizations or more and more lras or um county RAs or, or FAs or county FAs or anything like that and we see them having, having a lot more um, videos a lot more things on social media and that's important because at the end of the day how do you connect with somebody who's 15 years old do you want them to come um, if you want them to come to every meeting you've got to let them know and sometimes I, I know at 15 years old I wasn't as savvy as I was on the emails at the moment and if you can put that on your social media and gain five more people at your your meeting by saying actually we're going to have a me- we're going to have a meeting but all the it's it's not really a meeting it's a training event it's an it's an event that we can um, turn around and go right we're going to show these clips or we're going to show 10 clips and we're going to have uh, discussions on all of them and we're going to give you tips on how to um, how to uh, good practice how to speak to observers how to speak to managers how to deal with conflict lots of these different things that sometimes you don't think of when you referee and sometimes they become natural but it's about getting good practice and making sure that we're able to do that via um, technology but also via interactions with people great i think that's where we fit in to be fair um sort of hard on the, the young people on, on social um and obviously as as a group we target sort of 14 to, to 25 um, so this is the Rafa Youth Council now. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think because obviously we've got got that sort of age relation. So um, like you see, to be fair, some RA is really good. They've got sort of young representatives on, on their on their committee. We have some which have got people who have been sort of uh, been inactive for X amount of years. It's really hard to also those young referees to engage with those groups. Uh, so that's where where we step in and play a, sort of a key part through uh, engaging, interacting with them at our own events and help them. Um, to sort of link up with people um, who might be RA members within their area um, or sort of give them that, that sort of guidance about where to start. Um, so even with sort of like new referees, so we get inundated with emails, well, a couple a week of 
people email saying, oh, we want to become a referee, I'm X years old, I live in this area, what do I do? Um, so I think we sort of bridged, bridged that gap for the RA in terms of that, that young membership. Great. So you, you touched on a few things you do as, as a youth capsule. Let's talk about maybe why it was set up in the first place, how long it's been going, um, and then, yeah, what are, what are your aims as a, as a, as a council and, and group? Cool. So uh, July 2011, was um, there was a meeting between Dave Ellery from the RA and David Bernstein from the FA. Um, and they really wanted to sort of get um, a voice for young people within refereeing. Um, so from that, they set up the RAFA Youth Council, which is a joint partnership between the Referee Association and the Football Association. Um, so from there, we've had a couple of different projects over the years. Obviously, that main goal is to, um, to sort of support young match officials in their, in their sort of trip to the top, I guess. Um, so the first thing was the Inspired Fund. Um, so the Inspired Fund was set up to um, give young sort of potential match officials access to basic referee courses, um, sort of partly sort of giving them some funding towards it to support them on it. Um, and then sort of from there, the, our next sort of, sort of main involvement was really quite close with the RA around, well, at the time, the RA conference. Um, so obviously a two-day development weekend. Um, I think the first one would have been held at Staverton. Um, again, that's changed over time as well. So again, we, we sort of were there to support it initially. Um, and then as years have gone on, we've um, sort of taken really key roles. So this year, for example, like the previous certainly three years, um, we're running the, San, the Sunday practical sessions. Um, so that's our sort of a key involvement for, for us, the Youth Council. Um, similarly with either Final Rally now as well. So obviously for those who aren't aware, it's a big celebration event uh, with quite a lot of history behind it um, where we celebrate and congratulate the FA Cup match officials the night before their final. So again, so we play a big part in that one. So again, sort of doing stuff like um, the basic admin stuff as a, as an example, so sort of checking people in, but also designing stuff like the, um, the actual development session that the fourth official reserve assistant and now VAR um, will cover. Um, so we sort of design those sessions. Even going further through, we've got the Referee Development Fund, so that sort of helps county FAs and their youth councils as well as local RAs as of this season to develop their yeah, their young match officials that so could be by doing a mentor event or um, I don't know, some sort of coaching scheme. We've had all sort of people have to either cut off it um, and then sort of previously we've had the County Youth Council Programme, so, uh, County, yeah, County Youth Council Development Programme, so CYC was previously, but this year it's been rebranded as RAFA DP. Um, so you know, it's a bit more of a development program for both um, youth councils, but also our, our, long, our young um, local RA members as well. I think um, thinking about history of the of the Rafa Youth Council, I think an important part of um, from 2011 right down to obviously now being in 2018 is we've had, but at least three different structures of the Rafa Youth Council in the aspect that when we first um, were formed. Uh, was chair, vice chair, secretary, and then generic members, um, which is sort of any standard setup, or that's a standard setup to for most um, refere- uh, referee, uh, most youth councils um, up and down the country. Um, then realised, um, and this is something that obviously I wasn't I wasn't um, involved at the time, but the youth council at that point realised that actually um, we could move in a different light and actually develop or, or adapt our positions to particular roles um, so uh, got rid of the secretary um, added things like regional reps area coordinators um, to make sure that we were able to split um, people up and down the country um, because people were doing work from you know London concerning work 
in Manchester and you know that makes no sense if you can have somebody who's up that way to actually do that work um, and then more recently um, we had the restructure which had chair and then two vice chairs um, which was done for the first time in 2016-17 with myself and George actually taking both them vice chair roles on um, with Adam Davis's chair um, and and that's a massive um, that's a massive thing for us as an organisation because we were able to adapt with the times um, and we were able to to make sure that um, we were used um, in different uh, our different skills were used uh, and we weren't just by the FA and the RA and it's a massive applaud to the RA and the FA and also the RAF Youth Council to be able to turn around and go okay instead of just going oh no we've traditionally had one vice chair for the whole time. Um, being able to go actually these two people offer something that uh, offer two different very very different skills or more than two um, different skills and made sure that it was right okay you're both in this role um, how can you help each other or how can you be able to to do things I mean George he, he knows a lot about um, IT and a lot about things and if I know how to use a computer but some of the things that George says I have no idea what he's on about um, and it's because he's got that skill set um, you know, my I have a background in you know sort of a lot of teamwork and a lot of um, a lot of project working together with people, and I think um, put that together and you've got you've already got a massive advantage over over things. So I think you know the structure of our organisation has changed in the last few years, and I think that's that's a really really positive thing. Um, I mean we've we've also you know I mean even this season um, we've added in when we f- when we felt necessary we've added in uh, an extra member um, with, uh, with Bruno Gazi to to offer support into an area which we think is developing um, in London and Central. Um, I mean, it's massively. I mean, we look at the sustainability of the the, the referee development fund. Um, something that started at 16 applications, 16, 15 mm-hmm. applications, um, three years ago, um, and then in the second year of that, hit 32 applications. Um, and this year, we've we've and the application is still open until next Friday, um, but we've obviously surpassed our um, we've surpassed our target and hit 34 applications. So each year we're growing in strength and I think it's, it's massively important to make sure that for the sustainability of our organisation we keep growing and this is something that obviously we, we've, we've spoken about as a team but also we speak about with a lot of people. Each year we seem to, uh, unfortunately each year there's there's people who, who leave for various reasons um, but it's about making sure that we have the strongest possible team and the only way to know whether you're as strong as you can be um, is to apply previous people within within the ranks i mean we've got um tom neild for example first chairman he's now on the football league we've got will finney again second chairman he's doing well at, um, at 2a or 2b now 2B. um even looking at people like um again adam um so he, he well he had stepped down because he got promotion at work which means he didn't have the capacity anymore and um, we've got people like tom balkett who's managing big on national events like the commonwealth games for example um so the experience of being on the on the youth council has done some people great on the pitch um, but also some people in great the, off the pitch, off the well. pitch in, the, in the professional capacity as well absolutely right? yeah. thanks for the overview what you mentioned throughout were three specific things that I wanted to go a bit deeper into so you mentioned the development day or the development weekend the eve of the final rally and also the development fund so it'd be great if like each one of you could potentially take one of those and just talk about maybe why 
what it's set up and the purpose of that individual day is and then why referees can come and why they should come to that, those specific events or, or apply for those specific funds. Based on RDF, so a referee development fund was set up to, um, so we've got uh, funding from both the FA and the RA to kind of award youth councils and RAs nationally of uh, ways to develop referees, whether we've had such a wide range of um, variations, so a lot of kind of mentor schemes, development days, football futures events, as well as um, funding for... Um, We've even had funding to go, like George, George touched on, in terms of refereeing abroad. There's such a vast way, but we would just want youth councils and um, county FAs and local RAs and county RAs to showcase how that's going to re um, benefit referee development within their specific areas. Um, so, for example, mentor schemes, how sustainable, how is that going to engage match officials? How are they going to use youth councils and, um, and use young people within RAs or county FAs to um, showcase that. So overall, we've we've been able to award quite a substantial amount of funding to numerous different projects um, across the nation um, and targeting all, all areas um, where there has been significant um, development. We regularly post that all on our social media um, or on our website. So it's Matt it's great to showcase that right we've 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 got this funding we want to give it to youth councils we want to give this to RAs and county FAs we want to help referee development um and it's down to those individual organizations to actually go right we want to use it for this how are we going to best develop referees because it could be well it could well be linked to a project within the county FA and they just need that extra bit of funding or as um a youth council with very limited funds, a not-for-profit organisation, could say, actually, we want to run an event, but we can't hire a pitch, we can't hire a venue, um, we need to pay for um, refreshment costs, those sorts of things. Actually, it's quite hard to put those events on without, with, that, without that little bit of funding. Yeah. So if someone's able to showcase, okay, we want to get this person to run a session which is based on communication... Um, where this is because we've had um, problems within our um, referee reports or mentor scheme potentially. Mm -hmm. Oh, referees aren't providing enough communication. Then great, that's actually linked to already a piece of work in the county. That session can then potentially help develop referees. That's just one example of just a development day, but a mentor scheme when people have actually um, requested funding for um, mentor uh, expenses to go out and actually um, watch a new referee within their first five games. Mm -hmm. So you've got complete different ends of the spectrum because that's ultimately going to be sustainable for that young referee um, or any age referee, but the re new referee within their first few games, actually we can continue that because the, the biggest drop-off is referees within the first, second season. If we're able to kind of target on a local basis actually keeping referees in which we want to do and want to pass that down to our youth councils then great because it's only going to benefit refereeing um nationally brilliant yeah i mean i'll i'll cover two development days just because it links in quite quite well so we 
We're involved in two different types of development dates. The first one links more with us. The first one is our own development dates. So we do, um, we try to do, try to do three a year. Um, so we try to split it. So we have a southern one, a northern one, um, and a national one. Um, so for this year, we, unfortunately, we're, we weren't able to do one up in the north, but um, myself and Drill went to, to Barks and Bucks um, last week. Uh, for our southern development days, we had a mixture of local RA attendees and youth council attendees. Um, so it's just a day of, it's more CPD training, uh, but we just a small session around referee development as well. Um, so that links closely into our sort of na our whole sort of development program. Um, so that's sort of like a feeder into our main event. So our main event um, historically has been held at St George's Park. Uh, it's obviously a big national venue, England teams train, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, but this year we've sort of taken it that one step further. Um, so this year, um, in Nip, well, in pretty much a month's time actually, um, we'll be up at Villa Park, it's obviously home to Aston Villa Football Club. Um, and also for the first time ever in Newcastle history, we've got a guest speaker, um, which is Premier League referee uh, Chris Cavanagh. So again, so it'll be a day of development in CPD, um, but also give the opportunities for those young match officials to learn from a Premier League referee who is, is new to the Premier League, so his first season. Um, so again, I'm sure he's got loads of talking points to, to aid there. Um, so that's sort of one half of the event side. So the other half is around the, the RA's development weekend. Um, so previously this is what was used to be called RA Conference. Um, so this is a venue-wise we've had we've had Staverton, we've had Heathrow, um, Hinkley Island. Um, so this year we're back at Staverton. Um, so again, so we look after. So we sort of we, we assist with the general running of the Saturday. Um, so sort of getting rooms sorted, getting people transport wherever they need to be. Um, and then we do stuff like the the dinner theme. Um, so that's one thing we're, we're working on at the moment. Um, and then that the Sunday is what we do entirely. So we decide what sessions we want to run for the practical sessions, which people we want. If we want a Premier League referee, who do you want? What session do you want them doing? Similarly, if we want like Dan Meeson, for example, if you want him to come do a session, we'll get him down so he can do a session on this. He'll then do that for us. Um, so we're quite fortunate on that sense to have to be able to be given such a big event to, to help run. Um, but then also have the, the support from both the RA in terms of that sort of trust in running it, but also support from the FA in terms of calling on their resources to help us run it um, as tutors. Great. And what's the feedback been on the... Because previously the conference would be a one-day event with training and then a dinner in the evening. And a few years ago you added that extra day of the, the kind of physical outdoor activity, right? Has, what's the feedback been since it's happened? Yeah, so overall it's been it's been really positive. I mean, it's it's, it's been something different in terms of engagement point of view. So previously, um, particularly sort of the younger audience, been put off by oh, it's just a day sitting in a conference room listening to to people who have probably not heard of before. Um, but now it's changed at the fact that they get to learn directly from Premier League match officials. So previously, we have people like Anthony Taylor, uh, obviously a big name in refereeing. Um, we've had some up and coming people like John Brooks, um, Darren England as well. Um, but then we've also had the, the real sort of experienced people uh, been around for a while. So people like Kevin Friend, Lee Probert, um, Lee Mason. So again, some other big names. I mean, this year it's been confirmed we've got Chris Foy there. Uh, it's again, massive names, um, which normally you would never probably even meet, let alone learn anything from. Um, and they're all, all great guys as well, all, all the Prem lot are. Um, so it's the sort of thing where if you're unsure around, I don't know, let's say you've got a question about happening in a game round, sort of an incident that happened, you can go up to any of the Prem lot and say, look, I had this in my game, what would you suggest? And every single one of them, I can guarantee you, will say, oh, um, personally, I think you could have done this. Um, so maybe next game, try doing this a little bit better or this a little bit differently. 
Um, so it's a real development opportunity for not only young match officials, but obviously the, the more experienced match officials as well. Great. And then the last event that you mentioned earlier was the even the final rally. So it would be great to, to hear. For those referees who've never heard about it, what is it? Um, yeah. And, the, and so, a bit of the history behind it. Yeah, so the EVA final rally um, is it's an event set up by the RA to celebrate the match officials for the FA Cup final. It was traditionally held um, the night before the uh, FA Cup final, hence the name of the EVA final rally. Um, it's it's usually celebrated with you know match officials from up and down the country um, where we have a an opportunity to listen to the match officials and uh, listen to their, their journey, they talk about how they're preparing for the day, um, their colleagues, how they work with their team, um, speaking about um, such things as how they cope um, at the top level with their family um, because it's a massive thing so the family are also invited. Um, we've also got an opportunity, in recent years we've had the opportunity with the um, the fourth official and the reserve official coming down and doing a training event before the actual uh, main bulk of the evening takes place just to be able to offer a bit more a bit of development and also a bit of um, understanding of you know sort of subjects going on um, so I mean last year we had Bobby Madley and Adam Nunn um, who came down and delivered a, a, a session beforehand which went down really really well um, that we then had Anthony Taylor obviously speak about his experiences um, on the pitch um, but also how he was looking forward to the game and what, what, his, what his biggest experiences was on that day um, so the RAF Youth Council play um, quite a big role at that day um, mainly mainly in the setup alongside the RA board um, but we have we have members um, people from the membership, uh, registered referees. We also have uh, people from the PGMOL. Um, we also have referee, past FA Cup referees attend um, just to be able to really give a celebration. It's, it's, that's the key thing. It's a celebration. And I mean, as a, as a referee, you, I think it's, it's massively, it's massively in, inspiring to be able to listen to a man who's a, um, or a woman or any official that's going to be on that game the next day. Um, to be able to, to listen to them speak the night before and then be able to go and watch it, whether you're watching it in your TV, whether you're going to the actual game. Um, it's massively important to go and sit down and be able to say, oh, okay, we're now going to watch this event. And this happens, this is a yearly event. It usually happens, it will, it will every year happen um, the day before the FA Cup final. So um, if anyone ever says that they, uh, they don't know when it is, that's when it is. <laughs> and it's very simple to remember. Um, this year is quite historic. Um, we have 100 years of the RAF. Um, which is which is being celebrated alongside um, alongside it. I mean, the the RAF have a massive thing with um, the the FA um, and the FA Cup this year, so they'll be doing a lot of um, they'll have a lot of involvement in that. Um, as per, they'll have involvement in our our uh, Eva final rally. Um, it's it's a massive it's massive important to to remember those who you know who have served our country um, and. You know, 100 years um, is, is you know is a big thing, um, and as the referee, you know, as representatives, the referees association and the football association, it's it's massively important to be able, uh, massively important to us for be for us to be able to really um, celebrate it with them, but also celebrate our match officials because we have referees from the RAF, and I think this will be a this will be a big year for them. So really, 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 it's a really, really good event, and I think, I know we're looking forward to it. Great, and this year's sold out, which is great. Yep, yep, entirely um, sold out. But as you said, next year, um, the best way to, to kind of find out about the event will be on your website. Website, um, social media. 
and then sending us an email. <laughs> yeah, I went for the first year last year, and it was great. Just that development day before, uh, the development kind of session before by Bobby, and then afterwards with Anthony Taylor, it's kind of it felt like um, because these referees only get this opportunity once, right? To yeah. get in the middle. To um, in the middle, yeah. So so hearing kind of effectively to achieve one of the be- biggest things in his career and, and get to hear the the person who's about to do that talk about that experience is great um we're going to wrap up shortly i wanted to quickly touch on kind of throughout this interview we've talked about the youth council the ra why it was set up um kind of the different activities you do um do you think what do you think the legacy will be of this youth council and is it is it already starting to achieve some some results or do you think it's it's a continuous kind of output everything you do is just going to hopefully pay back in years to come with kind of retaining referees and inspiring us uh, referees at different levels i think i think i'll kick this off um so do i do i think the Rafa youth council have a legacy so far absolutely do i think it will continue to have a legacy absolutely um i think the fact um, we spoke about programs earlier and the sustainability of uh, improving our our projects and improving our uh, activities and progressing as, a, as an organization i think is a massive um plus um with a legacy we're, we're an organization that you know uh, was formed in 2011 as an idea we've now uh, got an organization where we can stand on our own two feet and be able to deliver events nationally um and i think in you know in the the years we've had we've had uh, a massive amount of of um, positive people um, both from uh, an RA board point of view um, FA staff point of view but then also I look back on our um, look back on our alumni and I look at some of the names we've had um, go on to, to continue massive massive um, uh, potential and I think um, we look at our, us as a council we've progressed massively in the space of a year and I think it's it's like you said just now it's it's about continual development and to, to, to continual um, sort of maintaining our legacy but at the same time uh, the only way to do that is to continue um, becoming stronger year by year and the only way to do that is by having the best possible people come to our team and you know I mean this is this is me I sit here as as chair this year and I'd always uh, I I consider that that my team this year um, have performed to the best of their ability Um, but it's always it's always uh, we always want to improve always want to, to continue doing that and I think I mean we look at we look at other things like the Joel Richards award um, it's a legacy that will continue um, especially uh, I know definitely under definitely under my leadership and from you know part when I go and um, and you know past that um, we've also got lots of other um, sort of development things like youth councils and LRAs and all these sort of things where we're now uh, starting to build partnerships and, uh, and friendships and this is something that I don't think we've touched on to be honest um, in that we've spoken about personal development and professional development but the the one thing that I think is, is massively important is the group of 12 of us are now I mean really and this is the thing we've, we've created a friendship between us mm-hmm. I mean um, I know I mean we can use today as an example and this weekend as an example I mean I now know all of Alex's family really really well in the two years that he's been uh, he's been on the Rafa Youth Council because you know you, you then become friends and I think that's a massive legacy it's something that you can continue going um, and you know you can continue on as a, as a council and I think it's important that 
us as, um, as referees, as volunteers and all this, uh, if there's anybody out there who thinks that they've, they're, they're good enough to, to come on to the Rafa Youth Council, um, the only thing I'd say to them is prove it. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Put an application in and prove why you deserve to be here. And if you deserve to be here, you'll be here. Especially next year. If there's an opportunity which you can prove you're the best, then prove it. Great. I think that's a really good place to end it, if that's all right with you guys. You know, I really appreciate your time. Um, Hopefully, you've been able to get across some really amazing parts that you guys have been been able to do over the seven years of of the Youth Council's history. and thank you very much hopefully you know if anyone's listening and interested in either coming along to the events there's still spaces left on the development weekend um the eve of the final rally next year you've got a week left well we'll see when this podcast goes out but you've got a few days (laughs) you've got a few days for the um for the development fund and obviously that's an annual thing is it it'll be open next year again yeah Yeah. so even later this year even still to plan for that for next year is great Mm. um but also join join in with the RA and again if you need to if you believe you've got that ability to to add positive impact and change into refereeing and you feel like you could be add value to the referee youth council as Darrell said prove it and uh, and demonstrate what you can do but definitely look at applying Absolutely. and um and getting through so guys thank you oh, thank you take care that was our interview with the RAFA youth council leads Darrell George and Alex You can find out more about what they're doing and what they're up to at rafayc.co.uk. And while you're browsing, why not check out ref6.com? You can find out all the different features about the Ref6 app that's currently being used by referees in over 70 countries at every level of the game. Until next time, take care.